Next on BYU Sports Nation, wave goodbye to a perfect home record in conference play. BYU basketball shocked at home, but don't jump ship. BYU's playing LSU in 2017, 967 days away. David Nixon and David Fletcher, executive director of the game, join us. Plus, as Jerry mentioned, BYU-LSU, the Cougars, how did it all happen in this game? It's Friday. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products, Friday, January 9th, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with fruit snack lover Jerem Jordan. I had to consume a lot of those after last night. And it was a late night, man. Is that how you coped? No. I don't know how I coped. I just talk it out. I tweet it out. We've talked about it. When we were radio only, one of our Twitter questions was, how do you deal with a disappointing BYU loss? And it was like, I tweet it out. And then yours was like, I I hug my son. And and I was like, father of the year! Yeah, yeah. Well, I couldn't hug him last night because it was too late. But I did go in and, you know, check on him. Am I still father? I'm assuming that? that family things happen normally and it's all good. Like besides that, isn't it about family? Time? Family? Yes. So there, we have launched yeah, a full scale investigation. BYU, we have launched a full scale investigation oh into what happened with Marty Wilson, the Pepperdine head coach, Marty! and his apparent thievery of the BYU Sports Nation karma. Thought um, the karma is real and works in. Mysterious ways that we can't control or fathom. Uh, it's not uh, like Brian Logan thinks by touching or whatever. Like we, anyways. Marty Wilson got the karma somehow, <laughs> and Pepperdine beat BYU. Look, before the game started, he saw us about five minutes before tip, and he said, "Hey, thanks for letting me come on the show." It was like he knew something. But he is like, we, let, uh, "Here's the bottom line: we need to be careful." We need to be careful. <laughs> we're toying with the powerful element that is swaying the fate of seasons. This is a very of true coaches' statement. lives, of players, of emotions, of fans. This is important. This is an important thing that we need. It's the, it's a tesser, It's the tesseract <laughs> from the Avengers. It can't be handled oh. or controlled or manipulated. We need Odin. We need Thor. We need these guys to step in. Our conversation is alive and well, as you can see. 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and be a part of BYU Sports Nation. With today's Twitter question, what's the biggest news? BYU schedules LSU in football. Yeah! Or BYU basketball loses to Pepperdine. Oh. What's bigger news? For me, it's what happened last night. Nationally, it's obvious. It's LSU. Yes. Because people in SEC, the SEC aren't talking about BYU basketball. They're talking about, oh, LSU is scheduled BYU. Maybe, right? But given but to BYU fans, the shock value. To BYU fans, oh. to you, to BYU Sports Nation, what's the bigger story? Weigh in using hashtag BYUSN. At Kev Basketball says, obviously the LSU game because it's on my birthday. September 2nd, 2017. Now I just got to convince my parents that we should go. Hashtag 968 days. It's I believe 967. it's 967 now today. He's the referencing the 968 tweet that you sent out yesterday. <laughs> in, in, uh, at Hobosita was like, Please, no more, no countdown. So it's like, well, okay, we'll produce a countdown for LSU. <laughs> countdown to the Tigers. <laughs> okay, so what's, what's, what's the bigger story? For me, it's basketball. And the banter on that has just begun. 
More on why it's not time to panic I hate in when, just a moment. I hate when we have the, we have too many of these dope panic shows. <laughs> That's what we do. Can we have a panic show? Regression to the mean, right? Like after BYU's fourth loss in football, is ah! that a panic show? It should have been. Well, then Jordan Leslie came on and calmed us all down, right? It was Boise State, wasn't it? Yeah. Was the, yes. Uh, yeah. It's panic. not time to panic now. One game. One game. Here are your BYU Sports Nation headlines and what we are talking about today. BYU football will play LSU September 2nd, yeah. 2017 Woo! in the Advocare Texas kickoff. I repeat, BYU LSU. Bronco wasn't lying. Yeah. Talking about Missouri and LSU adding those teams to the schedule. That, that is delivery. I mean, he mentioned LSU on accident, and then it actually happened. He kind of did the same thing with Missouri as well. But Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a prophet, Mentioned right? someone else. He's he, not a prophet, no. Okay, well, in that regard, no, he just knows things that we don't know and sometimes lets it slip out. And we know things he doesn't know. Okay, <laughs> Steven. BYU women's basketball beat LMU last night 71-63. Cougs have won four straight. Nine of ten. Morgan Bailey continues to dominate. And BYU Gymnastics opened the season tonight live on BYU TV against national powerhouse number six, Utah. You forgot one. Men's volleyball season starts today. Woo! Yeah. BYU playing the defending champs, Loyola, ranked number two. BYU's number six. That's in Palo Alto. There's a live stream of that that starts at 8 Eastern time. Rise and shout, my friends. It's a Friday and time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Wallowing. In a wave of sorrow. You know, the history with this group so far is they've, backed up, they've bounced back pretty well. So, uh, but this, you know, this will be tough. This is a, we, we, we had a, a nice role, and, you know, this is a setback that we got to overcome. So, a lot of games to play. BYU loses to Pepperdine 67-61 last night. No way around it. Just a bad, frustrating, head-scratching loss. Now, the coaches and players are the first to admit it. Naturally, they want to get back on the court and get rid of this one. They can you know, do I think, that. You know, we had looks. They did make it tough. Credit to them. They're a really good defensive team, and, you know, that threw us out of rhythm. But, you know, we had our chances. We just we didn't make enough plays. And, and, I mean, even though they were good guarding the three and we had our runs, and it all it all needs to start with a stop. So, and we didn't get enough of those stops at the, at the crucial moment. So, that's credit to them. BYU can get rid of this bad taste against LMU on Saturday night. Jaron, this was an ugly game for a lot of reasons. Yeah, it it got weird. I mean, BYU never led in this game. Never led in the game. Never even tied the game. 0-0 doesn't count. Rare is the home game where BYU doesn't tie or lead a game. BYU shot 1 of 12 in the, from 3 in the second half. Uh, you didn't have a third scorer come to play. Uh, Tyler Haas and Anson Winder led the way, which brings us to our stat of the day. Yeah. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 42, Jackie Robinson's number, and Haas and Winder scored 42 BYU 61 points last night. You needed the third guy. You needed Collinsworth, battled the flu, was gassed, gave it all he had. Chase Fisher, I believe, had eight points, right? Yet Kyle Collinsworth, one of eight. He was not the same, obviously. It's unfortunate because that's a home game. That's a game BYU should win, like we've talked about this week. I still feel BYU is better than last year. I still don't think differently just because of the one loss or even one win for that matter. Uh, and BYU loses to Pepperdine at home. That's, it's, let's be honest. It's a bad loss. Yeah, it is. It's a horrible loss. You no can hear that. the disappointment from Dave Rose and Chase Fisher, who we just heard from, in the voice. It was like, called a setback by Dave Rose. Yes. 
And, and there's no getting around the fact that, that the players, and I, we talked to a few of them last night, they had a very hard time coping with this loss. They're, they're not going to get over it for a while. That's why they want to uh, get back on the court. They have to. They want to get back on the court. Tomorrow. Okay, they're going to be thinking about it all day today. Like, it's not just something you be like, oh, yeah. Okay, we lost to Gonzaga by seven. Okay, losing to Pepperdine by six at home and losing to Gonzaga by seven at home. It's weird how two sports entirely happen. Entirely different things. Okay, the emotions that come along with it are just different. You can hear it in, in how they talk and, and the way that they bring things up. Okay, statistically, BYU missed a lot of things that they've been doing very well up to this point in the season. Okay, uh, three-point shooting, free-throw shooting. Kyle Collins was sick with the flu. He had a low number of minutes. He was one for eight. Like, they were just, and that's just the tip of the iceberg, man. Okay, it's just the tip. BYU really struggled. Dave Rose pointed out specifically in the postgame why Kyle, uh, why his sickness made such an impact on BYU not being able to do some of the things they do so well. We've been really you know, relying on Kyle with those defensive rebounds. And, you know, that was something tonight that, you know, wasn't a real strength for us. And so, you know, we needed to find other ways to grab that thing. And we, we, got, we got enough misses and defensive stops, but they had quite a few second and third effort chances and ended up scoring. And that's probably the difference in the game. Here's my reaction to the uh, – my blue-goggled reaction to uh, BYU. BYU is headed for the NIT. It, it is over. What a terrible product. Are you serious? BYU is 13-5. They lost a game they shouldn't. Should I remind you that BYU had four such losses last year? Four. Pepperdine, LMU, Portland, Pacific. BYU had some better wins last year to offset those bad losses and got into the NCAA tournament. But recall, two weeks ago, I said that I felt, after the Gonzaga loss, that BYU had two non-Gonzaga losses in conference to still be on the inside of the NCAA tournament. BYU now has one more non-Gonzaga loss available, in my opinion, to feel comfortable and be on the inside. You still have opportunities to beat St. Mary's twice. The game at Gonzaga is a penciled loss unless you upset them. That's just straight, like, that's not the team's... Mindset, that's just what it is. If you go in there and win, that's fantastic. That would be amazing. BYU has 13 regular season games. Let's talk it out. Let's say BYU goes 10-3 and three and, that, and that they have uh, three, you know, two other non-Gonzaga losses. I'm saying they only have one. I feel comfortable. 10-3 and three would yield uh, a 23-8 and eight record. Let's say you go to the championship game of the WCC tournament and lose. You're 25-9. and nine. Are you in? Yes! You're nervous, but you're probably in. Just like last year. You don't have as many good wins. I get it. BYU's RPI is decent. It's good enough. The opportunity is there. Now, what if BYU only loses one more non-Gonzaga game? No Let's place. say they no. beat St. Mary's at home. Let's say they lose at St. Mary's. They win the rest of these non-St. Mary's-Gonzaga games. They could go into the WCC tournament at 26-7. and seven. No, no, no. They have 31 regular season games. So if they go 11-2, and 24-7. And seven. Okay, they you go 20, twenty-six and eight into the into selection Sunday. How does You're a, in. How does a twenty-five B twenty-five win BYU team get left out of the NCAA tournament? They're going to get in. Their RPI will be good enough. Like, I, oh, they don't have good enough the wins. I'm telling you, over, I'm telling you, they'll be okay. Like, I didn't hear people react positively this way after San Francisco, 
BYU is totally like, why knee-jerk after a single game? Is it the end of the world? No. Is it terrible? Yeah. Yeah, BYU it's a still bad on loss. the inside. I'm telling you, it's okay. I learned my lesson last games. year because you were the guy that was like, I was like, it's over after they lost the first two in conference to LMU and Pepperdine. Well, even after Pacific, you're like, you're crazy. Oh, after Spencer. Pacific, I was like, it's officially over. I learned my lesson. One loss does not a season make. I know fans, uh, fans are frustrated. Emotions are I'm really frustrated. Okay. That doesn't we make, are mean too. I'm not frustrated. Coach, you think coaches and players are? Absolutely. You us. should have seen them last night. They feel it even way, they feel it way harder than, than we do. Okay? I will give you some more big picture perspective with some RPI fun coming up a little bit later in the show. Okay? Some comparisons. That's only you can do. Between last year's team and where they were and this year's team. Okay, the all-powerful RPI matters all in the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee's mind. The it Zeus just of stats. does. It does. Okay, we'll talk about that later. Our Twitter question today. What is the bigger news? BYU losing to Pepperdine last night? Shocking result. Or BYU football scheduling LSU in, the, in September of 2017? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. Nate Jepson, BYU losing to Pepperdine is not big news unless it is indicative of future bad losses to come. Maybe that's what people are afraid of, is that BYU will spiral down a little bit from this, like last year where they had four losses like this. This is, this is a bad loss. Yes, BYU can afford one more bad loss, in my opinion. That's it. But Dave Rose said this team does a good job of bouncing back. He's one of the best in the business at getting his team to respond after a bad loss. Well, it's a good thing it's not St. Mary's and it's LMU Saturday. You know, you can warm up to that. I feel bad for LMU. next week. At Biff underscore Savage. BYU scheduling LSU by far. I love these Keystone matches on the nation's biggest stages. We'll get back to hoops in 30 minutes with the weirdest things that happened last night. But next, David Nixon joins us to talk BYU-LSU and how the defense will change under Bronco. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation and join us by using the hashtag BYUSN. BYU Men's Hoops is back at it tomorrow. BYU and LMU, 9 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Our Twitter question today, what's the bigger news? BYU schedules LSU or BYU basketball loses to Pepperdine. It is football versus basketball. At COT underscore BYU football says, at first the LSU game, but after last night... The Pepperdine loss. That's oh, we exactly were, how I feel. I mean, yesterday we were ready, like, all right, we got our trending topic. It's going to be LSU, the conversation there, scheduling. Nope! That changed at about 10.57 p.m. last night. Holy cow. I'm just... Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. Joining us now, BYU football analyst and our good friend David Nixon from After Further Review. But more importantly, he's just, he's just our good friend. David, how in the world do you explain what happened to BYU basketball last night? Uh, when, you, when you live and die by the three-pointer, then you end up dying like you did last night when you shoot as bad as I did. I mean, it's, it's a simple thing. BYU, our, our guards are our strong point of our team this year, and, and sure enough, they, uh, they just couldn't find that bucket. And, and so when you've got a team like Pepperdine that slowed everything down, you know, you, you look at it when they were getting their shots up, they're waiting until – you know, eight seconds or less on that shot clock to get uh, the ball up, and, and they took long time on possessions. They eliminated BYU from having as many possessions. Um, so that's just, you know, and then BYU missing on their end, 
that's a secret for success for Pepperdine, and it's unfortunate. I, I was up so late, and then I was so mad I couldn't go to bed for another hour. So uh, <laughs> I'm totally exhausted to say thanks to BYU basketball. Plus, you got a, uh, you have a little kid, so that uh, didn't help your night, probably. Yeah, it never does. Never does. <laughs> you, you played on a team that had a losing record in 03, and then luckily you were able to enjoy 6, 7, and 8. When you had a bad loss like Pepperdine, how did you bounce back? Man, it's tough. I mean, you really do come to work the next day with, with just so much bigger. I mean, you, you're just uh, you're excited to get back out there and get that thing out of your mouth because it's, it is one of those things where those guys, I guarantee you last night, they, they got to bed uh, much later than I did for the fact that it's something you replay through your mind time and time again. What could I have done or just if I could have made that shot or whatever it would be. You, you replay the game so many times over in your head. And so uh, I imagine those guys are like, man, get me out to that basketball court eight staff to start preparing for the next team because i got to get this taste and this memory out of my head. Um, because, yeah, as you guys mentioned earlier, I mean, it's something that those guys, uh, you know, they, they, they're the ones that take the loss the hardest. And, and, you know, I know as fans, we get furious. But I can guarantee you as a player, um, you know, when you prepared so long and, and you, you get ready for these games, you know you have a great shot, and to go out there and not perform the way you wanted to and, and the way you envisioned, you, you take those losses much harder. We should add a, a note before we move on to football and the exciting news of the LSU game. Because of the gymnastics meet today, BYU actually practice in the Richards building. They won't even practice in the Marriott Center. Uh, can we get a practice facility ASAP, please? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Call, calling to all BYU fans, start ponying up for, for a practice facility. We, we, need, <laughs> we need to start a Kickstarter fund or something to get this thing going. 10% to the church, 1% to Brigham. David Nixon <laughs> with us on BYU Sports Nation, BYU TV football analyst. Let's talk football, David. What was your initial reaction to hearing the news of BYU and LSU in the 2017 football season? Man, I was ecstatic. I mean, this is this is exactly what you want from Independence is you want to go play on the biggest stages against the biggest opponents. I mean, you look back to Oklahoma, uh, the guys were, were, were excited to play there, and, and they knew they were playing the big dog, and so they prepared that way, and they went out there and played. I can tell you the coaches, when that Oklahoma game was announced, I remember talking to Coach Reynolds, and uh, this was before the season started. He was scared. He goes, man, we're starting off the season against you know Oklahoma preseason. I think they're number two. He goes, we're we're, play, we're playing a guy that these these guys that might come out and, and mess us up and, and take away our starters for the rest of the season. And he was worried, but uh, wow. you know so that, that's kind of what's going through some of the coaches' minds. I mean, they, they know that especially on the first game of the year, you got to preserve your players for the entire season. And when you're going against these big opponents at the beginning of the season, you're still getting your bodies kind of into football shape. There's there's potential for more injuries. Um, but I can tell you from a player's aspect. There's nothing better. I mean, that, that's that's what you want to do, and especially as independents with not really having that conference title to buy for, uh, you you really do look forward to these huge games on these on these huge platforms uh, where the whole country will be watching, especially in the first week of the season, uh, to really showcase your talents and showcase who you are and, and, and showcase you know all the hard work that you've done throughout the season and, and let it pay off in that game. So, man, I, I was super excited, and of course, with it being home in my home state of Texas. Just right down the road, I mean, at the, uh, the Houston Reliance Stadium, um, or I guess NRG now. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I'm excited for him. And, and Billy is obviously familiar with that stadium, having played there last year against Houston, um, or two years ago now. But, uh, yeah, I, I think it's a great matchup. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see where both programs are in, in two years. Obviously, LSU will continue to probably be a powerhouse. But uh, BYU, you with Taysom leaving coming this year, uh, it'll be interesting what quarterback then comes in and fills in. I mean, it'll, it'll be nice that it's two years away for the fact that whoever's the quarterback next year hopefully has a full year underneath his belt uh, that he can help develop and, 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 and kind of understand the offense 
and then be ready for that first kickoff game in 2017. Yeah, you likely have a senior Tanner Mangum or a junior quarterback who expects to sign with BYU, son of a former NFL player. How's that for avoiding saying the name because we can't uh, <laughs> in that game? Well, how does that change your preparation in the summer as you prep for a huge game like LSU, like the, I'm projecting to the summer well, of 2017. Well, you honestly have to treat it like, like any other game. I mean, you, you, you've, got, you've got to go out there in the summer, and, and I know that's kind of Broncos' cliche, is, is saying that, you know, I, I've got to, you've got to prepare like any other game. But it truly is that, that way. I mean, you can't go out there and say, oh, this is LSU or this is Idaho State. Um, otherwise, uh, you know, it's going to be out of funk, I guess. But uh, – Really, it all comes down to you know keeping maintaining your your kind of composure and 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 during that off season getting prepared um, for for that big game. But uh, man, I, as as a player as a fan, I, it, it'd be hard not to be stoked for that. But it's uh, knowing that knowing that LSU, it's going to take a lot more preparation, and and, and I think I, that will be you know a key emphasis in the off season is is you know those player run practices and and um, everything that goes into that. You've got to be more honed in, and, and you've got to be ready because there is no warm-up game. I mean, you're, you're jumping right into the fire with that first game. Uh, you, you don't have time to sit there and play these, you know, uh, like I said, Idaho State or Advanced State-type teams to warm you up for the rest of the season. You, you've got to be you know, firing all cylinders come that first game of the year. Talking with former NFL linebacker and BYU linebacker standout David Nixon. He works as a BYU TV sports analyst for basketball and football with us. David, what is the value of this game between BYU and LSU for recruiting, specifically talking about BYU? Well, I think it's huge. I mean, you look at BYU and you look at independence, and BYU's whole pitch when they go into recruits' house is saying, we play on the biggest stages against the biggest teams, and that's when independence has brought us. We're not still in the Mountain West Conference where you're playing Wyoming's and New Mexico's, um, but you're playing against the biggest teams in the country. And so this only brings validity to that to that uh, proposal, I guess you should say. Um, they can go into the house and say, this is what's going to happen. In, in a year or two years from now, you're going to be on that stage. And so um, <clears throat> if anything, it, it just gets those, hopefully those recruits excited and they can catch that vision of independence. Uh, because oftentimes it can be hard. I mean, you look at BYU's schedule here towards the end of the season this past year, and, and, and uh, you didn't see a lot of powerhouses on there. But at BYU, I mean, you look at schedule. We talked about the schedule for next year is, is obviously a tremendous with with uh, Missouri and all the the P five schools involved, and you can see them kind of continue to build on that, especially with this first game of the year. So hopefully, recruits can catch that vision. Um, as a player, for me, knowing that I'd be playing, uh, you know, on ESPN primetime games um, in primetime venues, NFL stadium and venues against you know top five, ten team, uh, top ten teams. I mean, there's nothing more that would excite me. So like I said, hopefully those recruits can catch that vision and. Uh, you know, it sways them to come to BYU. And for fans' uh, knowledge, ESPN is involved in this game, uh, as they should be, uh, and expected to be on NESPN, so that they're involved and they're helping BYU in these kind of games. I'm interested in knowing what your favorite uh, future matchup for BYU is. Is this it? You know, I, 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 who knows, you know, where it goes from here in the sense that, you know, who Tom Homo the, ends up scheduling and, and, and if this is the premier one or not. Um, man, it's, it's tough to beat an LSU uh, matchup. Uh, I mean, this is, you know, you look at Oklahoma, but when, when you've got schools like Missouri, who Missouri won the Big East, or sorry, sorry, the East portion of the SEC this year, um, you know, and, and you're playing them next year, I mean, there's, there, there's just some, you know, good, I guess, mojo, you should say, that, that carries on. And, and so the, the conference, the schedules itself, or the, the schedules itself against these, these teams is, uh, is, is impressive. And, it's exciting. I, I, I believe me. I think we're all in the same boat that we'd rather be 
in a conference um, and, and, and be part of maybe the Big 12 or whatever it may be. But playing LSU and these type of teams, uh, once again, in these type of venues, I, I think it's a, it's a pretty good uh, backup plan, I should say. Um, but, uh, yep. you know, it, it, it is what it is. Bronco Mendenhall decides to take back the BYU football defense. Uh, the initial reaction from much of BYU Sports Nation was, well, it's about time because that's what he does best. David, what kind of a difference can Bronco make on BYU football for the schedule that they face next year? Well, I think it's a huge impact. I mean, he's proven. and I think players recognize that. Uh, they, they see the stats themselves and how he – when he was defensive coordinator, he had top 15, top 10 defenses in the country. Um, and so he's got a proven track record, and, and I know players obviously already respect him. Um, that, that is one thing that he, he demands is respect, and, and players will do anything for him. And so, uh, you know, he, he tried these experiments out with going other, with DCs, and, and at the end of the day, he usually ended up taking back the defense, which is what happened this year. Um, but, uh, you know, with, with the schedule next year, I think he needs to be at the helm, and he will be. And, and I think there will be a positive – uh, kind of response to that by the players. But uh, I, I think, I mean, I, I thought it would probably happen. Um, and sure enough, it did. And I think it's a great move. I, I, I fully respect Coach Menhall. One of my best stories ever was we were playing at Notre Dame my freshman year, and he was, this is the first year as a defense coordinator. And I think everyone was still kind of questioning. He came from New Mexico, wasn't quite sure if he was the top-tier talent as a D coordinator. And sure enough, you know, a couple times a game, literally one or two times a game, he would call a certain defense, a spy defense, for screens. And he called in the first half, and it didn't happen. And, and okay, whatever. The second half, he called it again, and it was a screen. We picked it off. And I remember just sitting there looking, staring at him, being like, "Man, you are a genius." And, uh, <laughs> ever, ever, ever since then, I've fully trusted in his defensive play calling. Um, and uh, you know, obviously, the head coach, he's, he's he's a great head coach, and and I've always supported him. And uh, I think the D coordinator, he will uh, have a huge impact on those guys. And I think the guys will respond to him. And, you know, I think there were some rumors this year that that uh, some of the players weren't quite responding to Howell and, and how he's trying to get the message across to them. But I think uh, Bronco and the way he goes about teaching and, and kind of getting across the guys, it's, uh, it's a huge plus. David, 967 days until BYU takes on LSU. But that is not the countdown that we are focused on just yet. Countdown to the Cornhuskers. 239. 239 days away. Are you part of the countdown, David? I, I'm always on the countdown, you know. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm 100% down with the countdown. <laughs> it's just so far away. <laughs> it is. It's way too far away. It is way too far away. Fortunately enough, we do have some BYU basketball. But I'll tell you what, come, uh, come April, man, those are, those are some long months. That's when we really need the countdown and yeah. uh, get, getting us ready. The days get longer and longer. Not, not just literally, but figuratively when you think about the <laughs> countdown. David, thanks for the time, man. Yeah, guys, take care. How long has the BYU-LSU matchup been in the works? We're going to find out next with the executive director of the Advocare V100 Texas kickoff, David Fletcher. Way to you get better... all the sponsors in there. Oh, hey, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah that's, that's solid reading. Part of the deal. Part of the deal. <laughs> David Fletcher joins BYU Sports Station next on BYU Radio and BYU TV. And now... Back to more BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton from Clinton and Jerem Jordan from West Jordan. In Radio Vision, live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Download the show podcast on iTunes or at BYUSportsNation.com.
Tonight on BYU TV, gymnastics. It's our season debut. Spencer Linton on the call is the sixth-ranked Utah Utes, the Red Rocks, coming to the Marriott Center. 9 Eastern time on BYU TV. Check it out. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Cougar basketball losing to Pepperdine 67-61. Bad loss, no question. But BYU still in an okay place for an at-large NCAA tournament selection. BYU women's hoops taking care of business, beating LMU last night 71-63. The ladies have won four straight and nine of ten. And BYU football will play LSU in the 2017 Advocare Texas kickoff. That's right, Cougars and Tigers in Houston, Texas. And on that note, we bring in the executive director of the Advocare Texas kickoff, David Fletcher. David, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Spencer, it's a pleasure to be on here. Really appreciate you and Jerem giving us some time today to talk about this exciting matchup. Absolutely. Let's do that. Why did you think that BYU and LSU were the matchup that you wanted in 2017? Well, I'll tell you, you know, we are very fortunate that we have built a, a real a real tradition down here in Houston um, with two great college football games every year to start, start and end the year. Um, we, we had LSU down here um, for this year's 2014 Advocare Texas kickoff and uh, a game that they pulled out last minute against the Wisconsin Badgers. And really, anytime we get an opportunity on these front-end games to, to open up the college football season in a big way, we're looking to do it. Uh, we, we have a, a, a relationship with LSU as well as the SEC as they are also uh, one of our conferences that we work with on our bowl game. But to have these two ties of brands down here in Houston to kick off the season, we know it's going to kick off the season in a big, big way and be a great event, not only for the fans, but certainly for the college football audience out there nationally. David, how long has this game been in the works? We, we, are, we, we are constantly having to schedule as far in advance as we can. As you guys know, the college football landscape of scheduling is, is an ever-moving puzzle. Yeah. But, um, we, we've been really working through trying to find um, matchups in this game in particular as far out as 2020. Um, the schedules worked out that we had uh, a window with both of these two teams, and uh, I, I, would, I would say that both teams are very excited to have the opportunity, and then we're ready to have it as well come 2017. So how long have you been uh, discussing possibly this matchup for 2017 specifically? Yeah, it's all came together, you know, really uh, conversations, I would say, probably the last year or so. Um, it, it's, uh, again, a, a moving target. A lot of times, sometimes things can't happen. Sometimes the schedules open up and allow for um, these type of events to, to occur. The schools really work closely with ESPN, uh, who's our partner in the game, to try and find the best fit. Um, and, and they do that with throughout the year uh, as it relates to, you know, the TV audiences and the opportunities to play both conference, neutral side, or in BYU's case, just working through their, their schedule. So, um, but, but really, we, we, we saw this as an opportunity that, that uh, could happen as, uh, about, about a year ago this time. David Fletcher, the executive director of the Advocare Texas kickoff and Advocare V100 Texas Bowl, joining BYU Sports Station to talk about the BYU-LSU matchup on September 2nd, 2017 in Houston, Texas at NRG Stadium. David, how will playing in this game benefit both programs when you look at LSU and BYU? Well, we look at it for a couple ways. You know, certainly uh, we know how big that, that the, uh, the kickoff games have become. We got in the business of it back in 2013, partnering with ESPN, to, to really find a way to put Houston on the map. 
as a college football destination. We all know and we've all seen how important Houston is to the, the landscape for college football when it relates to recruiting, when it relates, relates to fan bases and alumni. You know, many schools here uh, in, in the region and certainly nationally have very large alumni bases down here. Houston is the fourth largest city in the country, one of the biggest and fastest growing economies in the country, very vibrant and, and very um, business-friendly community. So that, that translates to some great opportunities for the schools. But also when we look at it and, and working with ESPN, you know, really the, the opportunity to showcase big-time college football at the beginning of the season in an NFL stadium like NRG Stadium is in a major market. It, it's just been a, a recipe that so far has been very successful for everybody, and I think really great for the fans. You've got a, a great opportunity to come down to Houston to, to play in a stadium, you know, a neutral setting, if you will, um, that, that allows fans to, to kind of experience everything we have down here. Um, and, and as mentioned for the teams, the recruiting opportunities, the, the, the uh, advantage of playing in a, in a marquee national position um, on the national landscape in the opening weekend, everybody's zero and zero. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of excitement around these games and, and something that we're continuing to build on. Certainly this is one that we're very excited about. You mentioned ESPN's role in this as the partner with the game. Uh, what role do they play in setting up the matchup? Well, they are, they are the, uh, we work with ESPN Events, um, uh, which is one of the um, uh, companies under the ESPN umbrella. And, and they are, uh, they, they own the game, and we work with them in partnership to manage and, and, and run the events. Um, they play a very big role. They work very closely with the schools, the conferences, to, to try and find the matchups that um, make the most sense, uh, particularly as the early season games have become more important now in the college football playoffs and the opportunity to, to really focus on how to strengthen that out-of-conference schedule for, for, for teams like LSU. And, and BYU certainly is always looking to schedule, um, you know, in their situation, as big a brand they can um, to try and build their national profile and, and put them in the best position to be a part of these college football playoff games. So um, it's, it's, it's a very important role that they play and, and one that um, we're very excited to have a partnership with, uh, both in this game as well as the Advocate V100 Texas Bowl. BYU played at NRG Stadium last year against the University of Houston. Did the outpouring of love they got from their fan base have anything to do with the appeal for BYU to return for this game specifically? Uh, I think that definitely factors in. You know, the BYU has a very strong uh, fan base here, a lot of uh, ties to, um, to to this region, and um, they traveled extremely well, and, and that's always something. You know, BYU's got such a great national brand. Uh, they, they've, they've had uh, a great history under Coach Mendenhall and, and those before him. And so, you know, anytime we get a chance to look at uh, events that, that can bring those type of teams into Houston, we're, we're definitely going to explore them. And, and this one is one that we're really excited about for sure. In learning about the kickoff, uh, also the tie there with uh, the same people, you know, you and everyone run the Advocare V100 Texas Bowl, I couldn't help but think, are there any discussions related to BYU in the future for that bowl game? Well, our conference relationships for at least the next five years, um, we just finished the first of our six-year relationship, lie with the Big 12 and SEC. So um, we are we, we're really proud of that relationship. It was the first year to, to have an SEC uh, relationship, um, and we grew in our, in our Big 12 relationship, which has been around for many years. Really exciting opportunity for us to, to bring two great conferences together in Houston to finish out the year. And, um, you know, I, I really can't speak to what the conferences may be doing, but I, I certainly know that 
um, we're very proud of that relationship with both of those conferences and the opportunity to work with them, both in the bowl as well as in, in other events that we bring to Houston. David Fletcher, the executive director of the Advocare Texas kickoff with us on BYU Sports Nation, previewing to a degree BYU and LSU 967 days from now, but who is counting? David, <laughs> is it too soon to talk about tickets for this game? <laughs> it, it, it's, it is and it isn't. Uh, what, <laughs> what I would encourage your fans to do is, is certainly go to AdvocateTexasKickoff.com and join the priority wait list. Um, we're, we are not um, at this time on sale with the game, but as information comes available and as we get a little closer, uh, we certainly want to make sure that fans are educated on what to expect here in Houston, the atmosphere at NRG Stadium, and their best opportunity to get tickets for the game. Well, good stuff. We appreciate the time, David. Guys, we're really looking forward to it. And, again, who's counting? Apparently we both are. We're really <laughs> excited for that matchup. I'm sure the countdown clock in your office is probably as big as mine. And, and you know, we're very fortunate. We have two uh, big matchups coming to, to NRG Stadium before uh, this one in 2017. Texas A&M and, and Arizona State will, will, will uh, come together for the 2015 matchup. University of Oklahoma and those Houston Cougars that you mentioned will be in 2016, but, but definitely a lot of eyes on this one, and we're, we're looking forward to the opportunity to bring both these two teams together to kick off the 2017 season. David, we appreciate uh, uh, you showing us some grace here on BYU Sports Nation with, uh, with your time to preview the game that is 967 days away, and we'll, uh, I'm sure we'll be talking to you soon. Spencer, Jerem, looking forward to it. We'll see you guys a couple days before then. All right, sounds good. What's Thanks. the bigger news? BYU schedules LSU or... BYU basketball loses to Pepperdine. My mindset just opened up way big. It's like, oh, it's LSU. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> now that we've talked about football for like 20 or 30 minutes, like, uh, it's LSU. Yeah, I feel the same way. Pep- I lost to Pepperdine? Whatever, man. And yeah, it's just, Get out of right here. Right now, the immediacy of the loss feels critical. Oh, I know. But yeah, it's 2017, like, it's a great game. It's just so far away. Back to hoops next. It was a weird night. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. I am Spencer. He is Jerome. And basketball is on BYU TV and BYU Radio tomorrow night, 9 Eastern, BYU and Loyola Marymount University. Can you name the team that first beat Dave Rose when he took over BYU? Uh, let me guess. Since I just mentioned LMU, <laughs> it's LMU. You knew that anyway, Yes, though. it was the 0506 season. It was one of two games that I watched in the stands as a student. His first game as head coach was a, was a non-conference loss to LMU. Things and have BYU gotten... was a nine-win team, so they're like, whatever. Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, this just in from at Derek Scherer on Twitter. Thank you, BYUSN. Today's show is just the therapy that I needed after not sleeping well. What can I say? I'm a diehard fan. You are not alone, my friend. I'm just tired of these therapy shows. That means BYU lost a game they shouldn't. There are always going to be losses, though. There will always be a need for therapy shows. Right. There's too many of them. That's what I'm saying. There's too many therapy shows. In, in, that's in Win what, more! In what paradigm, though? Like, in what paradigm? For a BYU fan, is there too many? That, doesn't that just say that, we're, that BYU fans are spoiled because they're used to just winning at everything? Yes, I would like to win at everything all the time. <laughs> That's, but I'm uh, I'm just saying I like. There's a difference between losing and therapy. Therapy show is like, oh, we shouldn't have lost, and we lost. That's the difference. You when BYU lost to Boise State, but that game it wasn't should therapy. BYU it have was won? four losses in a row. That's the difference. It wasn't just yeah. You shouldn't lose to Pepperdine at home. 
Agreed. Or at all. Agreed. That's the frustration from the fan base. What's the bigger news? BYU schedules LSU in football or BYU basketball loses to Pepperdine at WAP, W-H-O-P, 17. <laughs> like LSU, LSU is bigger news. More comes from that game being scheduled and played that, than an early conference loss in basketball. True early, early being the key word there, which I would like to capitalize and scream over the microphone. There is still 16 Do games it. to play. It's so well, early. up to 16. There's 13 reg and the WCC tournament. They're going to play 16 There's no games. guarantee they get to the title game. They're going to play 16 games. All right. That's going, that's going to happen. You're going to have to go through probably St. Mary's in the semis on Monday. Bring night. it on, dude. At Bleak Cougar on, Blue. Dude. The BYU <laughs> loss last night has bigger current impact as the LSU game won't impact until recruiting and signing day. Okay, so the football wins the big picture. It but, always does. But basketball, it hurts right now. Yeah. Okay. Football uh, wins the big picture. No surprise there. They're ranked number one at BYU in big picture rankings. Jerem has compiled a list that the city of Portland would be very proud of. In regard weird? to the weird night at the Marriott Center. Okay, uh, during and after the game, I was like, man, this is one of the weirdest nights I can ever recall. There were so many things that happened in the Marriott Center. Let's go through this list and just talk, okay? I have 14 things. <laughs> Number one, BYU loses to Pepperdine at home by six. That's just weird. They shouldn't lose Pepperdine at home. Number two, BYU never even tied the game, let alone led the game. I don't remember a game where BYU didn't even tie. When BYU's played ranked teams at home, they at least tie or take the lead at some point. Not Okay, after 0-0, at some point you tie or lead the game. Yeah, we're not talking that. about having a lead. They didn't even have a they tie. They didn't even have a tie. Tyler Hawes and a referee held the ball and yelled at each other. <laughs> that was so weird. That jump ball sequence was so weird. Why and, is he and, trying to rip? Why is the referee trying to rip it away? I don't know. It's like, dude, wait two seconds and go. L- listen. <laughs> The officiating was terrible last that, night. I that's hate, putting it lightly. That's I don't putting like dogging on refs. No, wait, I do actually. It was bad. They lost control of the game, and a lot. Of, there was a lot of angst from BYU because they were struggling and they were down the whole game and all that. That was weird. Let's you, get weird. Have you ever seen a game as poorly officiated as that? I don't know, but it, it was. It was not something. It to was be out proud of control. Of. I was worried yeah. that something really bad was going to I know, happen. I, I was too, and I watched them go into the half thinking they'd get something thrown at them. Luckily, no one did. The officials then reviewed something. I'm not sure what. After the Tyler Haas jump ball. What were they reviewing? Was the guy re- What were they reviewing? <laughs> number, f- number five. Pepperdine didn't have a foul call on them for the first 17 minutes and 35 seconds. Okay. That is unbelievable and impossible. Again, the worst officiating I've ever, I've ever witnessed. It just no- is. Number six. The refs then called four fouls on Pepperdine in 35 seconds. <laughs> That is weird with a capital W. That's save, that's save our bacon. Let's call yeah. some fouls. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, hey, Dave Rose, stop bugging me. Tyler Hotz passed Michael Smith for number three in scoring, and it was an after. Woo! Which brings us to chasing Jimmer. On his way to making BYU basketball history, Tyler Hawes is chasing Jimmer ready? on BYU Sports Nation. I don't have the timing down like you. 263. It's 20.5 per game, the, the end of the, re, uh, the rest of the regular season, 13 games, okay? That's number seven. Number eight, in the second half, remember BYU's a good three-point shooting team? 39%. Yes. It's decent. Uh, they make nine a game. They went one for 12 in the second Six half. Six for 26 in the game. Remember how we talked about the stat of the day was Pepperdine's three-point percentage, uh, field goal percentage defense was awesome, second in the country, 24.6. BYU shot 23%. Uh, it, it worked. Happened. Okay, number nine. 
The nation's leading made free throw team per game, BYU, Brigham at 20.4, took a grand total, a grand Budapest hotel total of eight point, or eight, eight. They took eight free throws. That's just terrible. That's terrible, man. That's terrible. Ernie. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Ernie. <laughs> Number 10, it took BYU 28 minutes and 50 seconds to attempt a free throw. That's almost to the fourth quarter. <sighs> That's just stupid. When I was six, those refs. My though. parents put cayenne pepper in my mouth because I said that's stupid. Mom, that's <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Number eleven. ESPN News commentators weren't in the Marriott Center. Number twelve. Radio. This is the weirdest story of the night. Radio analyst Mark Durant traveled from New York yesterday, arriving at the court five minutes into the game. The trip apparently included part of his plane catching on fire. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah. He sent out, but he got re- there. sent out a really funny tweet last night that just said, you know what? I'm done with this day. And that, that's <laughs> para- paraphrasing it. Number 13, the game ended at 11 p.m. Dumb. It's just what? And then number 14, Kyle Collinsworth had the flu. It was a weird night. Okay. It was so weird. <laughs> Amen. If you, if, you, if you have more weirdness to add to that, use the hashtag BYU. Listen, despite all I of the weirdness, been. BYU still in good shape in RPI. What is it? They are 44, and their strength of schedule is 32. I will tell you what they were last year, right before they got picked as a 10 seed in the NCAA tournament. That's why you're the Ryan Seacrest of BYU Sports You know Nation. you're coming back. After the break. And we love you. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Jeremy, before we get to the whip, there is something I need to bring up. The all-powerful RPI matters in college basketball. Okay, BYU, after the Pepperdine loss last night, they now have an RPI of 44. Anything below 50, you're in good shape. Their strength of schedule, 30. They have a record of 13-5. and Okay, last year, right before the NCAA tournament, BYU's RPI was 30. 38. Interesting. Their strength of schedule was 27. Hmm. They're right in the same ballpark. Okay, one step further. They had three good wins, three top 50 wins, but they had four bad losses. Okay, and when I say bad, listen listen to some of these. LMU, RPI 183. Pepperdine, 158. Portland, 178. They have one... Pacific. And Pacific's 122. Not as bad as I thought it was going to be. But still. 122. Okay? BYU has one bad loss this year. It is to Pepperdine, 186, on par with LMU last year. They had four last year, and they have one To me, you have room for one more bad loss before before you cross over to the we're out conversation. People say, well, they don't have any good good wins, though, Spencer. They don't have anything to cancel out. Yes, they do. Stanford? 41 right now after their loss today. Okay, so they have a good win to cancel that out. UMass, 61. Long Beach State, 62. There's, Both those teams right there. Yeah, you want top 50s, and then you want a bunch of top 100s to help. Bury's okay. That's what I'm saying. They're in decent position. It's yes. not good. It's not bad. The opportunity is still there to earn their way in, and they, there is no reason to freak out after one bad loss at home. All right, you know what we should do right now? Yes. 
It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. BYU's playing LSU in the Advocare Texas kickoff at NRG Stadium, home of the Houston Texans, on September 2nd, 2017. J.J. Watt may or may not be there. It's the second future SEC team on BYU's independent schedule. Men's basketball. BYU lost 67-61 to Pepperdine last night. If you want to know what we really think about it, listen to the first 45 minutes of the show. Men's volleyball. Holler number six BYU opens the season without Taylor Sander. He graduated, unfortunately, in the ABCA showcase in Palo Alto against defending champion Loyola. It's live at 8 Eastern. There's live video through Stanford. Beat the Loyolas. Women's basketball. The Cougars beat LMU in Los Angeles 71-63, led by... 42 combined points between Morgan Bailey and Lexi Eaton. That is a dynamic duo. BYU plays at Pepperdine tomorrow at 3 Eastern. Gymnastics. BYU in sixth-ranked Utah compete tonight in the Merritt Center, live on BYU TV at 9 Eastern. Rugby. The back-to-back national champions open the 2015 season in St. George tomorrow against Arizona State, 1 p.m. Mountain Time. Track and field. BYU men and women host the BYU Cougar Collegiate Invitational today in the Smithfield House. We should also mention men and women's swimming are at Arizona State tomorrow. And then men's tennis hosts Utah State Amanana and Weber State as well. Speaking of Utah State, Stu Morrill, longtime basketball coach, yeah. uh, announced that he is uh, planning to retire at the end of this season. He's so, been there forever. Oh, he's been at Colorado State and then Utah State. He's been really good. He's been a Those guy battles that, with yeah. Utah State have been fantastic. 17 years up there. And uh, when BYU went up there, he's like, you know what? I'm done. I'm out. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. <laughs> Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who should we give it to, Jerem? Should we go the football route? Should we go Tom Homo? How about the, yeah, you can do that. I want to give it to the rational fan. Okay, let's get to the <laughs> rational fan. Yeah, shout, shout out to you guys. What's the bigger news? BYU schedules LSU in football or BYU basketball? Ain't nobody got time for that. Use the hashtag BYUSN to join a conversation. Thanks to David Nixon, David Fletcher, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. The show on demand on BYUtv.org slash BYUSN and BYUSportsNation.com. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Volleyball. We need a shout out. We need a shout out. Who's it going to? Uh, Brian Conjolier. Ha <laughs> ha